Matthew 15, 1 through 9. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Let's pray. Lord, this is your holy word. We want to understand it and apply it. And Lord, I pray that this time would be uh, a time of joy in your word and preparation for the communion meal. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Back in 1643, there were 121 Puritan elders, and they gathered at Westminster Abbey, and uh, their goal was to develop the confession of the Reformed Church in England, which is our confession here, and uh, then they developed also the catechisms to help us understand the confession. And these men were not only wise and gifted men, but very knowledgeable of the scriptures, and they knew, I think, very well how to communicate Uh, the basic doctrines of the Word of God clearly and uh, with amazing brevity, really. And uh, they were very thorough also. It took them almost four years uh, to finish the confession with the scripture proofs and then the shorter and the larger catechism. And they developed the catechisms, by the way, again, to help us uh, instruct us in the meaning of the confession. And a large part of the catechism, if you have noticed as we've been going through it, uh, relate to the Ten Commandments. And in the questions, they would often ask, well, in, the, in that section, they would ask uh, not only what it means, but then they'd say, well, what is required by this commandment? And then they'd say, what is forbidden in this commandment? For example, last week, the question was, what is required in the fifth commandment? And the answer was, the fifth commandment requires the preserving the honor and performing the duties belonging to everyone in their several places and relations as superiors, inferiors, or equals. So we are required to preserve the honor of and perform the duties for those to whom it is due. So that's what we're required to do. That's what we're to do. Now this week, if you notice in your bulletin, the the question is uh, on the negative, what is forbidden in the fifth commandment? And this is what we are not to do. Uh, And it says, the fifth commandment forbids the neglecting of or doing anything against the honor and duty which belongs to everyone in their several places and relations. By the way, The fifth commandment is, honor your father and mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God uh, gives you. So uh, honoring our parents is the foundation for honoring other rightful authorities. And we are not to neglect or do anything against, uh, of course, our honoring our parents and our duty to them. Now in Matthew 15, as we read, if if you have your Bible still open, in verse 3 he said, Jesus answered and said to them, Why do you transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? Well, they had elevated tradition to uh, equality with Scripture. Those are the oral traditions of the rabbis, which was codified in the Mishnah. Uh, So they raised those up and said, well, those are just as good. Uh, But then the Lord goes on and says, For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother, and he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say, and he's 
I'm sure, pointing at them. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. They'd broken, clearly broken a command. And essentially they were saying, hey, mom and dad, I mean, this is a culture where they needed to support their parents. Uh, you know, saying, basically they're saying, mom and dad, you know, this money I'm supposed to give to you, I'm going to give, you know, they spiritualized it. They, they're going, I'm going to give it to the church, you know. So they broke a commandment because of their traditions. And uh, the Lord said, thus you have made the commandment of God no effect by your traditions. Hypocrites, he called them. And, um, you know, the Pharisees were very creative in making traditions to uh, break a number of commandments. We can be as creative, I think. Uh, but they were doing it to not uh, have to support their needy parents. So they spiritualized it and they said, oh, I'm gonna, we're going to give this money to the church. Uh, but this was dishonoring, obviously, to their father and mother. And it was clearly sinful neglect, which is what our question is dealing with. <clears throat> this is sinful neglect of their duty and the breaking of the fifth commandment. And, <clears throat> you know, we can even neglect to show honor if we just do what is required outwardly and do not, do, <clears throat> do not uh, communicate by our words and by our thoughts, meaning by, from our heart, uh, the, uh, as we should. Now, the Lord looks on the heart. And we can't just draw near with our mouths and honor our parents or the Lord uh, with our lips and yet have hearts far from them. We just saw that in Isaiah 29. We can and should give honor in our speech by not neglecting to verbally show respect. And this means, for example, <coughs> speaking respectfully to our parents. So when we're speaking to them or when we're answering them and also when speaking about them. It's ridicule and sarcasm are completely ruled out here. So we can honor them when we also imitate them and when we uh, learn from them and when we are patient with their weaknesses. And we should not neglect to perform our duties and our responsibilities with humility and diligence and with all the ability God gives us. In fact, half-hearted performance is not pleasing to God. In Colossians 3.23, it says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Ecclesiastes 9 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. So as we come to this communion meal each week, we seek to bring glory and honor to God and to exalt his name by our words, of course, and by our thoughts as well as our actions. So we're physically coming uh, here. We're eating and drinking. Uh, but we should also not neglect to rejoice and praise the Lord and honor him with our words and in our thoughts, certainly in our hearts. This is one reason we have communion meditations, because... Uh, before we eat and drink, because uh, this should not ever be an empty ritual. This should always be devotion expressed from our heart. And we desire each week to honor the Lord with our words as we share uh, from his word and seek to have prepared hearts. And we do this certainly all by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the Lord be honored in our words and in our, in our hearts this morning as we partake of this communion meal. Let's pray. Lord, your name is exalted above all things, and we honor and praise you, the author of our salvation and of this meal of remembrance. Lord, forgive us for sometimes just performing this as a duty when our words and our thoughts and our hearts should be honoring to you. Lord, help us to honor our father and our mother and to bring you, our heavenly father, honor in all the ways that we possibly can with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. And we ask that you would fill us with your spirit that we might do so now. We pray all of these things in the name of the Lord of grace, 
Jesus Christ. Amen.